Relief.com. about that but how you doing it's monday february 26th it is your morning ritual with me gary lewis knst am 792 sons most stimulating talk oh what a week i mean it just doesn't stop the news literally doesn't stop it changes now i think it's down every six minutes it's a new cycle friday you think something's going on and by saturday it's different and it's just it's crazy uh, there are three things, and there's like a million things, but there's three things that I think you need to know. Number one, latest poll, CBS poll. 44% of people approve of arming teachers. I didn't even think it'd be that high right away. 44%. Wow, how about that, huh? Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the latest from the Florida shooting, apparently New York Times story, uh, it, it, it actually got that bad. You, you ready for this? The killer actually called the FBI on himself. What? He called the authorities on himself. Uh huh. And the uh, sheriff down there. The only reason he hasn't been asked to resign by everybody or the media is because he's a Democrat, even though he had a horrific interview, a horrific interview with uh, Jake Tapper that we'll get to. Are you kidding me right now? Third thing I think you need to know is Sean Miller looks like he's toast. There, ESPN's reporting and a whole bunch of places reporting that government sources, you got to love that, is the same leakers about Trump? Was, was it the Russians that found this out about Sean Miller? Was there a dirty dossier? Uh, Sean Miller apparently caught on a wiretap by the FBI. They were spying on him, eavesdropping, and apparently they had the authority to do it, that he basically said, uh, when it comes to money, let's talk to me about the money, with the, about getting the kid. He got caught basically trying to, uh, saying, we'll give $100,000 to lock up that recruit. $100,000. Sean Miller. So he did not coach on Saturday. I know nobody's guilty. I'm getting this. Oh, Peter, you, you, now, you, now you believe the FBI. Okay. Uh, if Sean Miller didn't think it was true, maybe Sean Miller wouldn't have stepped away from coaching for that day, and I don't think he's going to coach again, but um, he appears to be caught. Uh, now, the prospect that was involved, um, DeAndre Ayton, apparently he's been cleared by outside counsel. He talked to the FBI. He talked to everybody, the NCAA, U of A. And he said, I never got $100,000, never, nope, nope, never did it. So he was allowed to play, and he is okay. Now, by the way, there is a clause in Sean Miller's contract, you should know, that if he is fired for no reason whatsoever, he gets, like, literally, they're like, listen, man, we just want to fire you. Uh, that's all we want to do is just fire you. I believe he'll get about $5 bucks. Um. However, if he's fired for cause, like the reason we're firing you is because you got caught trying to pay for players, he gets about $10 million. So who gets punished here? Uh, U of A, I guess. And Sean Miller probably loses his job. 
But um, again, Darren Ravelli, ESPN, said Sean Miller's contract is written, somehow pays him more for getting fired with cause than without. So again, if he's fired with cause, Arizona will owe him approximately $5 million more, which is $10.3 million, $10. million versus the five point one five. if they fired him for no reason. Why would you have that written in your contract that way? That Why weird? would they agree to it? Yeah, it's just weird. Three things I think you need to know. And that was a long three, but that was those are still three things. That's a big deal. Um, by the way, Michael Hicks, TUSD board member, is going to be in studio about 7.10 this morning uh, to talk about the, uh, well, his idea. Should teachers, and again, he's a school board member for Tucson Unified Schools, does he believe teachers should be armed if they want to be armed? We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I think you're going to want to hear it. So we have that. Now we have a lot of sound bites to play because over this weekend, my God, the, this Scott Israel, this Sheriff Scott Israel, what a dope. Blaming everybody but himself. Not taking too bad. And I could, I could see certain things if you're a boss. Look, I told them all to do. If they failed, they failed. But he's hiding things. He wants to guns before all the facts. Very Dupnik-like. Apparently hid the fact that he knew his deputy did not go into the um, did not go into the building. Now, by the way, reports up to four now deputies didn't go into the building. But he, he knew uh, he was told before the CNN town hall debate before it, the deputy didn't go in to go kill the killer. Funny, he never said anything about it during the CNN town hall debate. He gives a pathetic excuse as to why. Before we get into all of the Scott Israel stuff. This student, this, if you don't realize what's going on here, let me just tell you. And, and you know it. You know it. It is a complete gun grab. It's completely one-sided. You can't, take, you can't take these students seriously anymore. I know you really probably couldn't before that anyway, uh, before this, but you really can now. David Hogg, that one student who's been everywhere, talking to everybody. You know, he's now the expert when it comes to, it comes to gun control and keeping students and faculty, teachers, everybody safe at schools. He is the expert the media turns to. He was on uh, this week on ABC. Yes, 132. Now, whether or not you like guns, you hate guns, maybe you believe in full confiscation or whatever, right? I think everybody can agree the deputy that did not go into the building is a jackhole that didn't do his job, right? Like, that's unacceptable. You signed up for this. You get trained for it. This is what you do. It's not going to be fun. Every law enforcement officer, I guarantee you talk to them, they say, I know, nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to go in and face a shooter head on. But this is what I signed up for. This is what I'm trained to do. This is why I'm doing it, right? That's So everybody, regardless of if you think, you know what, this is a gun thing, ban all the guns. We could agree that the deputy screwed the pooch here. Didn't do his job, right? 17 people dead. Didn't do what he's supposed to do. David Hogg was asked about this. I want to hear the question and the answer. I left a lot of questions in today just so nothing's taken out of context. He was asked about this. Basically, don't you, you, know, don't you think it was wrong that the sheriff's deputies wouldn't enter the building, wouldn't do their job? This David Hogg who wants guns gone, this student, refused to condemn them. Listen to this. David, you heard that other point that Daniel was making about the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Do you feel let down by them? Honestly, I know that the people that work in law enforcement are some of the hardest working individuals in America. I know that they work every single day to protect the lives and just innocence of American school children and Amer the American public in general. Were there mistakes made? Absolutely. Is anything going to 
change. I hope, I certainly hope so. But this is something that we can't go back and change now. We just have to look to the future and fix it. Uh, from what, before like these investigations come out and everything, I, from what I've seen of Sheriff Scott Israel, he's a good man. What? He cares about the people. I don't know what's happened in his organization. I'm not a sheriff. I can't speak on behalf of them. Honestly, I just know that I support anyone that's trying to protect the lives and the future of America. Holy crap. What are you, a politician already? And this is why the media loves this guy. You're telling me that this guy can't be criticized now? You can't even condemn the guy that didn't go in the damn building? Whatever credibility, and I know he had none with you and me, but for the rest of the country, there should be all kinds of questions. People saying, wait a second, how can you, how can you say that? Again, now we know uh, CNN itself is reporting four deputies now did not go into the building. They just waited. Coral Springs police showed up and they said, uh, what are you guys doing? And they went in there. And then a couple of other deputies showed up and went, those other two deputies left the four behind, apparently, and went in with Coral Springs police officers trying to get the shooter. Yeah. Now, I want you to hear another student at that school, Kyle Kashev, on Fox News this past weekend. You probably didn't see it. It's okay. That's why I'm here. Number 133, he calls it exactly like it is. Uh, You have to hear him talk about, well, students like David Hogg. Here we go. I know these kids on a personal level. I've talked to them personally. And um, it concerns me a bit because this, at right now this is a bipartisan issue for mental health restrictions and reform. And they're taking it a step further. And that I talked to them personally, and many of them would like, to, would like a complete ban on all weapons if possible. You can clearly see yep. that slowly, uh, sadly, um, the agenda is switching from never again to trying to ban weapons. And that's somewhat deeply concerning because I really want to make sure this will never happen again. But still, I support the Second Amendment. Now get this. This Kyle Cash didn't stop there. Don't think there's no hope, okay? Don't think there's no hope for these students. The thing is, and this is why you needed to start, and, and it's sad, but it's true. Your spidey sense told you, despite the fact you saw the same, like, seven students over and over and over again on the media, right? It was like the same small group of students saying the same thing, guns, 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 right? Despite that, you knew the media was biased, and even though you're like, all right, that Colton Hobb, He's saying CNN told him to ask a certain question. They wanted to write it for him. Now CNN's putting out emails saying, no, it's not true. And maybe this Colton Hobb kid actually doctored the email to make CNN look bad. Who knows? But you knew the media was only asking certain people for for certain narratives. You know it's true, right? You know it's true. Which is why you needed these other students. And this Kyle Kashev continued. He wasn't afraid to rip the sheriff. 134, he was not afraid at all. Listen to what he said. Absolutely outrages me that on the CNN town hall, we had the sheriff who was virtue signaling against the Ooh. NRA and against guns when he didn't even act properly. The, the armed officer at school waited outside and then him, the sheriff and his men for four minutes let my classmates die while he sat outside and waited. He didn't even do his job properly. And then he comes around and turns around saying guns are the issue when he failed to act properly. I, this kid's calling it like it is. Big difference between this kid and the rest of them, right? Something. Something's got to be done. Something's got to protect kids in America and American kids and kids in America and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, one more. 
He calls it like he sees it. 135. Kyle Kashev on Fox News yesterday. Here we go. He absolutely needs to resign after what sure, happened sure. here. He failed to act on so many different levels. And him himself, he's responsible for this massive failure. This could have been easily stopped both by the FBI and the Sheriff's Department had they acted. Man, oh man, oh man. So there you have it. 622 now on KNST AM 790. You knew it was going to be that way. Oh, there's a lot we need to talk about. Play those Scott Israel sound bites, all kinds of stuff. You can react. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Real quick, I mean, CPAC happened, and Trump gave a good speech, and that's great, and blah, blah, blah. There's other things we need to talk about, though. Um, one apparent alleged uh, one conservative writer from the National Review. National Review has really, um, they've lost it. They have a couple of decent writers still, but the National Review, it's just become an anti-Trump publication, anti-Trump website. Conservatives. One person that's a writer for the National Review, apparently at, at CPAC, started to tear into Trump. Got booed, got escorted out. So then, this, of course, they wrote an opinion piece in the New York Times. I'm glad I got booed at CPAC. And Jeff Flake thanked this person for reminding us what it's about to, what it means to be conservative. If conservative means open borders, protecting illegals, everything else, good luck with that one. Oh, by the way, one of Jeff Flake's favorite people, the best and brightest of America, a DACA illegal alien arrested, threatening to shoot up a school. Do you hear about that one? I got to tweet that to El Jefe. See what he thinks about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that, and we got to get to the, I mean, the. you want to talk about an awkward, insane interview? That Sheriff Scott Israel, and I'll give it to Jake Tapper for asking tough questions. Anti-gun Jake Tapper. Um, you got to hear what this guy, this guy's trying to make jokes in the interview. Uh, this guy is saying a lot of stupid, he's talking about how great he is as a sheriff. You got to hear this to believe we'll get to all that. And of course, the latest on the, the shooter calling the FBI on himself. It's coming up at about five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Oh. Hello, 629. Thank you for hanging out. I am tweeting like a monster already. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Please follow me. It is cold out right now. Apparently it's going to warm up okay. I don't know if I dressed appropriately for that. 37 outside right now, but it's supposed to be 72 and sunny. Uh, We're supposed to be in the 70s on the weekend or Friday. 65 tomorrow showers, 55 Wednesday showers. So enjoy today while you can. Um, Now, Jeff Flake, who is, I mean, she is just a, uh, he is just a, he's he's out of his mind. I mean, he can't leave fast. But he is showing his true colors. He's a typical lying politician that for, for what, 15, 16, 18 years, lied about who he really was and what he really wanted. Now he's just like, forget it. I'll just let it all out now. Remember I told you on Friday he wrote an op-ed and, the Washington Post, he said he's going to introduce some kind of legislation force it. He wants to give a, get a deal for the DACA illegals because they're the best and they're the best of what's in America or something like that, right? They're, they're the best of what's here, blah, 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 blah. Well, did you hear about this uh, DACA illegal alien in upstate New York, Rochester? 21-year-old, and she's, she looks slow. You could tell she's, she's not all there, but she still apparently threatened to shoot up her school. Literally threatened to shoot up her school. She got debt. Now, under Jeff Flake's plan, she'd be given citizenship. 
Literally, she'd become a citizen of this country. She threatened to shoot up a school, best and brightest. Let me tell you something. No offense to this girl. And her mom can't speak a lick of English. She's in the uh, news story in Spanish saying, I've always told her, if you do everything right, you won't have any trouble with the law, she added in Spanish. She's not a terrorist now. I'm very worried for her. So obviously her mother's here illegally. Uh, 21 years old. They found a shotgun inside of her home. They don't know how she got it. They don't know if it's hers. They don't know anything about that. Uh, 21-year-old illegal immigrant. Uh, she apparently arrested and charged for threats against East High School. She said, uh, apparently there was a threat posted on the East High School Facebook page. Quote, I'm coming tomorrow morning and I'm going to shoot all of you B-word. And here's the crazy thing. You ready? How'd they find her? Took police days to track down the threat because it was made from a fictitious social media account. But the local police still found it. Even though it's fictitious. Nicholas Cruz used his real name over and over. Ah, we couldn't find him. I mean, there was nothing really there. Nothing we could really do. And Really? So here's the best and brightest that uh, Jeff Flake was talking about. There's literally nothing that this woman, no offense to her, she's, there's nothing she's going to add to the country. Well, what she's going to add is another person that lives off of taxpayers. It's just the way it is. We have enough of those already. But they were warned. Now, we're going to play some soundbites from Scott Israel. Because she wrote, this woman wrote, this girl, 21-year-old, wrote, illegal and wrote this on a Facebook page. Jake Tapper asks, or he asked the sheriff, he threatened to shoot up places. Was that, was that not enough to arrest him? You got to hear his answer. We'll get to that coming up. Don't go anywhere. 632 on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox. Talk. 640, thanks for hanging out on this Monday. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow, please. That way we stay in touch when I'm not on the air and... At Garrett Lewis on Twitter, I've been tweeting out like crazy already this morning. I already tweeted uh, Tucson Councilman Paul Cunningham because he decided to tweet on Friday about, um, you know, arming police. I mean, arming uh, teachers is just bad. And I was very nice and invited him on the show. And he's like, well, I'm always here for you to talk to on Twitter, basically. I'm like, I have a radio show. I'm not going to even a conversation on Twitter. And then he went radio silent. So I just, resp- I, I just gave him a nice little story for information. And I tweeted him again, so he's more than welcome. Paul, you're more than welcome on the show. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, latest CBS poll has parents, or people actually, people wanting teachers armed. 44% approve it. 44% of people want teachers armed. How about that, huh? And then there's a story, just so you know. Uh, It is on uh, Breitbart. Um, Did you know that there are about 170 school districts in Texas alone? That allows school staff and teachers to be armed for self-defense? Do you hear of any accidental shootings? Any? Man. How about that? Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, we found out that a tipster, New York Times story, tipster called the FBI January 5th. woman told the FBI, I know he's going to explode. Said, I know Nicholas Cruz... Um, I think he might go into a school and just start shooting the place up. And he did 40 days later. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, Cruz himself called the authorities talking about how he was struggling with the death of his mom. Quote, the thing is, I lost my mother a couple of weeks ago. So I like am dealing with a bunch of things right now, he said. And authorities have acknowledged they've mishandled the warning signs.
He literally called authorities on himself. And yet the uh, the sheriff there wants to get rid of guns. Wait to hear the interview that we have coming up. There's some of the highlights. He wants to get rid of guns because that's the way. Oh, this guy's such a liar. All right, so a third thing I think you need to know. Sean Miller caught by the FBI on a wiretap saying basically uh, when it comes to paying players, go through me. He's the one that's going to decide. Wow, not good. So he... He didn't coach on Saturday. U of A said he shouldn't coach. He said I shouldn't coach. It was all about DeAndre um, Ayton. Big center. Might be the number one pick in the NBA draft this year. Uh, Ayton, though, was cleared by the NCAA, the FBI, everybody. He said I didn't take any money. No money. So he played, and he's fine. But Sean Miller looks like he's toast. What a mess the U of A program is now, though, the athletics program. You have uh, Rich Rod out. Yeah, you're going to have Sean Miller out soon. Uh, Everything's changing. This new athletic director walked into a you-know-what storm, huh? Three things I think you need to know. Um, so, this Scott Israel. Let's play, because I just told you about the DACA illegal alien who was arrested, and uh, she is she's mentally challenged. Anyway, 21-year-old DACA illegal alien. Parents claim they had green cards, by the way. They have green cards. The other two kids are citizens. This one is not. I, I don't know how that works, but anyway... So this DAC illegal alien used a fictitious Facebook name and said, I'm going to shoot all you B-words up on the school's Facebook page. Took uh, police a few days to find her because it was a fictitious thing, but they did. They did, right? However, let's do 127. So they arrested this girl and, and charged her, uh, this illegal alien. What did I say they charged her with? Hang on. Um, and again, she's, she's a little slow. Uh, they took her in. She's going to be in court today. I mean, I think they, what, what was exactly they arrested her for? Hang on. I'll get the exact thing. I want to make sure we get this straight. I can't remember the exact thing. Um, arrested for making terroristic threats. Charged for, uh, arrested and charged for threats against the high school. So there you go. You could charge her with that. But this kid couldn't get charged. This 19-year-old. Listen to what uh, Jake Tapper, Scott Israel. Here we go. Listen. Go. Go back. In September 2016, the shooter indicated he wanted to buy a gun. Deputy Peterson knew about that. He initiated a report. The school launched a threat assessment. At this point, you have somebody saying that they're going to shoot up a school and somebody with a gun. That's not enough? That's not enough. Uh, and that's wow. what we're trying to change. That's we're trying enough. to change the law so we could either uh, arrest that person, but more importantly, get that person to a medical facility. Because if you arrest the person, there's going to be a time where they get out of jail anyway. We want to get people medical help for mental illnesses, continual wow. medical help. And then, and then when they get out of the, the, the medical facility and a doctor says they're better, that doesn't mean they're better. That means they're rehabbing. We want to be able to take their guns away from them. For a long, long period of time. So uh, not enough, even though that illegal alien that made the terroristic threat, she was arrested, right? Actually, you know what? There's a story that I have also. You ready for this? You ready for this? Not enough for this guy, this, uh, this sheriff of the year down there in Broward County, the Magnus-type sheriff that he is. Um, there's a student, a high school student in Louisiana. Did you hear about this? High school student in Louisiana in math class looks at the square root symbol. You know what a square root symbol is? 
said, man, that looks like a gun. Authorities were called. Yep. Students suggested the symbol written on another student's work resembled a weapon. Other students commented. Following a discussion, the student's comment was reported to authorities who took swift action to neutralize the student's threat of saying the square root symbol looks like a gun. Local news reports say subsequently authorities conducted a full investigation and searched the student's home. They searched the home, but concluded there was no evidence that suggested the high schooler had any intent to cause harm to students or faculty. I know this is way beyond, you know, they're going way the other way now after this shooting. Um, but this is weird. Allen Parish Sheriff's Office put on Facebook, the student used extremely poor judgment making the comment. So now you can't say that. I remember a story from a few years ago. Some little six-year-old uh, took a bite into a Pop-Tart. Remember that? And the bite, he's like, oh, look, looks like a gun. And they, it was a second grader, I think. And he had to go to the principal's office. They called authorities because he said the Pop-Tart looks like a gun. The student used extremely poor judgment in making the comment. Allen Parish Sheriff's Office posted on Facebook. But in light of the actual circumstances, there was clearly no evidence to support criminal charges. Wow. But this guy, no, 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 yo, no way we couldn't have done that the way, oh, no, 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 no. Um, there's more. Let's play 128. How has Jake Tapper blew him up basically saying, how did you ignore all these tips? Here we go. On November 30th, fewer than three months ago, your office received a call from a tipster explicitly saying that the that Cruz could be a, quote, school shooter in the ma- making. According to notes released on that call, no report was even initiated. At this point, sir, do you understand how the public, seeing red flag after red flag after red flag, warning after warning after warning, they hear that your office didn't even initiate a report when they got a call saying that this guy could be a school shooter in the making? How could there not even be a report on this one? Well, if, the, if that's accurate, Jake, there, there, there needed to be accurate. a report, and that's what we're looking into, that a report needed to be uh, completed. It needed to be forwarded to our either Homeland Security or, or Violent Crimes Unit, and, and they would have followed up that's on it. That's from your notes. That's from notes released the, by your office. I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is from... Broward. No, and that's and that's what that the the officer who handled that is on restrictive duty, and we are that's an active internal investigation, and we are looking into it. I can't tell you, I, I mm. can't predict how an investigation is going, but we have I've exercised my due diligence. I've led this county proudly as I always have. We we have restricted that deputy as we look into it. You know. Uh, you know, their deputies make mistakes, police officers make mistakes, we all make mistakes. But it's not the responsibility of the general or the president if you have a deserter. You look into this, we're looking wow. into this aggressively, and uh, we'll, we'll take care of it and justice will be served. Wow. Not my fault. Now it gets even better. 129. This is what everybody's talking about. And there, there's more. There's more that we'll get to because there's so much from this interview. This guy, oh man, 129, real quick. Scott Israel, claiming that he's doing a great job and he's a heck of a leader. Listen to this. Are you really not taking any responsibility for the multiple red flags that were brought to the attention of the Broward Sheriff's Office about this shooter before the incident, whether it was people near him, close to him, calling the police Jake, Jake, on him? I could all- 
Jake, I can only take responsibility for what I'm about. I exercise my, my due diligence. I've given amazing leadership to this agency. Amazing leadership? Uh, I've worked... Wow. Yes, Jake. Uh, this is, there's, there's a lot of things we've done throughout. This, uh, this is uh, you, you don't uh, measure uh, a person's leadership by a deputy not going into a. These deputies received the training they needed. Maybe they you measure somebody's leadership by whether or not they protect the community. In this case, wow. you've listed 23 incidents before the shooting involving the shooter, and. Still, nothing was done to keep guns out of his hands, to make sure that there were, the school was protected, to make sure you were keeping an eye on him. Your deputy at the Jake, school failed. I don't understand how you can sit there and claim amazing Jake, leadership. Jake, on 16 of those cases, Jake. our deputies did everything right. Our deputies have done wow. amazing things. Uh, what we've about the taken other seven this, cases uh, then? In the five years I've been sheriff, we've taken the Broward Sheriff's Office to a new level. I work with some of the bravest people I've ever met. Uh, one person at at this point, one person didn't do what he should have done. He, uh, it, it's horrific. Holy smokes. I mean, I'm watching this, and this is just train wreck. You can't look away. It's impossible. You sit back, and you're just like, what the? Is this guy serious? I provided great leadership. Again, if this guy was a Republican, and good for Jake Tapper. Jake, the last question Jake Tapper asked him was, are you going to resign? No, I'm not going to. No, no. And the rest of the media would be really hard if this guy called himself a Republican. But just remember all this stuff going on, right? He still wants to grab guns. He wants to grab guns. Again, reports now that a four Broward County deputies did not go into the building. What kind of training could they have received? Maybe it's just them. But you're still the guy on top. You still need to go. Uh, the governor, Rick Scott of Florida, has said, he wants an investigation. They started, I guess, the uh, Florida State Police are going to investigate what this guy did. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's more. We'll play for when we get back. Because we're supposed to have Michael Hicks in studio, TUSD board member at 710, to talk about uh, what he thinks about teachers being armed here in Tucson in schools. He was asked, could, you know, if you actually acted on the tips, the FBI acted on the tips, is there anything that could have prevented this shooting? Wait to hear the answer this guy gave. Coming up in 5, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Relief.com. Let's do it. 707 on this Monday, February 26th. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, latest polling, CBS out of all places, show 44% of people think teachers should be armed. That's a lot higher than they thought it would be. 44%, only 50% oppose it. So it's pretty close. The debate is going to continue for a while, I think. Uh, how about that? Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, now we're up to CNN reporting four Broward County deputies, four Broward County deputies stood outside the building while the shooting was going on in Florida. Four, they chose to not go in. A couple of Coral Springs uh, officers and a couple of other deputies showed up after that and went in to try to take down the killer, but he was already walking out, hiding among students. 
But uh, you have that. And Scott Israel, the sheriff up there in Broward County, uh, claiming he proved, uh, he provides great leadership, amazing leadership. He's the greatest. Don't blame me for some people not doing their job. I mean, I'm only the guy in charge. It's it's just terrible. And by the way, also the latest, it turns out that Nicholas Cruz actually called authorities there in Florida on himself right after Thanksgiving. Warning about himself. And then, of course, a woman called the FBI January 5th saying this guy's a ticking time bomb. He said he's going to shoot up a school. So everybody dropped drop the ball. But it's the gun's fault, right? Third thing I think you need to know, Sean Miller, according to ESPN, saying government sources talking to them, maybe it was Russia. Maybe it was a dirty dossier. Maybe that's how they wiretap Sean Whatever. Sean Miller, apparently, on this, uh, according to government sources, basically said, talk to me about paying the players. Don't talk to Book or anybody else. Talk to me. So Sean Miller, I guess, admitted this. He didn't coach on Saturday. Um, now, if you're innocent, do you just not coach? This is not looking good. And I'm already getting hit up on Twitter and on email from uh, Sean Miller apologists. Uh, this is just, no, this is not, no, 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 no. You're sounding way too much at ESPN. You, you hate ESPN. Now you're quoting ESPN. And, okay, I'm just letting, listen, I'm talking about things that are out there. U of A is not denying it. Uh, Sean Miller's not denying it. The player involved, DeAndre uh, Ayton, he actually, or Ayton, he already was cleared by the FBI, the NCAA, U of A, outside counsel. But Sean Miller has not. That's all I'm saying. Three things I think you need to know. Um, so the debate is raging on. Uh, should teachers be armed in schools? I have a TUSD board member, Michael Hicks, in here with me. Michael, thank you for coming in this morning. Good morning. Um, so uh, Councilman Paul Cunningham on Twitter said that he doesn't think teachers should be armed. I hit him up saying, you know, why not? Blah, 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 going back and forth. I invited him on the show. He talked. He said, we, I'll basically talk on Twitter. You still welcome on the show. This is a very, I think everybody from all sides should talk about this publicly so we can come up with some kind of an idea to protect students well, and there, staff. There, there is a whole lot that went bad on this one. Yes. And on the other ones that have come through. So. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't think gun control would stop any of them, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, you think about it, what do you look at Sandy Hook? The guy, the, the guy killed his mom and stole, his, stole her guns. Yep. I mean, what, what do you get? What kind of gun control is going to stop that? Uh, James Holmes, the movie theater, Aurora, he. He was mentally challenged. He had all kinds of red flags up about that guy. And he went into a gun-free zone. What gun control is going to stop that? Yep. And, uh, it goes on and on. And, and that's something that we need to start looking at also is the, uh, the mental illness that's going on and mm. the fact that things cannot be reported. These types of individuals need to be reported to at least the agencies that are responsible for allowing people to get guns well but again then there's the slippery slope though because you could say you have anxiety you could say all kinds of things i mean this guy should have been arrested for making threats uh they dropped the ball right here fbi but let's talk about tucson okay. you're, a, you're a tucson unified uh, school district board member um do you think that if teachers want to go through training staff members as well and they want to be armed should they be allowed to do that in tucson schools i don't have a problem with that if, okay. if they're if they're properly trained first of all I, I hear people, well, you know, you don't want teachers to have guns because you never know. Well, wait a minute. We're entrusting our children with these teachers every single day that they're in school. So you entrust them for this, but you don't entrust them to be holding a weapon. I have an issue with that. And what would stop, say there's a, a teacher, because this is what the anti-gun people always go back to this. Well, if a teacher's having a bad day, what if a teacher snaps, they want to just shoot students, blah, blah, blah. What's to stop a teacher from doing that right now? Nothing. Nothing. And, and, and I keep hearing people talking about, 
well, we should do this. We should. First of all, we've had our funding cut. All the all the districts have had their funding cuts. We've had so we can't afford to put a security person or an officer at the front door of every school that we have out there. It just we don't have the money to do that. Now and then you can't do volunteers because then back to the issue. Well, what if this individual wants to do that? It's it's a slippery slope. For me, I don't have a problem putting uh, allowing teachers or uh, administrators on a campus to be able to have guns, as long as they're safe. They're in a, in an area to where the kids can't get a hold of them. I mean, it, it's it's a common sense. It's the same thing as shooting fish in a barrel. You know, it, when you say gun-free zone, okay, thank you. This is where I'm going to go mm-hmm. if I'm mentally ill and I'm going to be going there. Yeah, you know there's no bullets coming back. <clears throat> now, um, and we're talking with Michael Hicks, TUSD board member in studio right now on KNST AM790. Um, have you had any discussions with other board members about this before we get into any details of what you'd like to see? No. Uh, I'm, I'm sure my fellow board members are not in favor of putting guns in schools. Has anybody talked to you or reached out, your other four board members, about anything after this? Like, we need to come up with a plan to harden the schools. We should have a public discussion. Anything like that? No, not not with my fellow board members. It's unbelievable. I mean, this is like the biggest story out there. They don't even think this is important? I, I think it's very important. And, and I'll be honest with you, our uh, chief of security and our superintendent have been putting together a whole list of what they what we have been doing and what we're looking at going forward in regards to the Park City Okay, so what have you been doing? Is I mean, is it to where I remember when I was in high school, you there, you know, there's always side doors. I went to high school with about two thousand kids, and there were always side doors that you can go in and out that were unlocked. You know, if you're skipping class, you could sneak in and out. And is everything locked down to where people can only go in and out the front door at yes. every TUSD school? Yep, our schools you you have to come in through the front door. You have to be beeped into the front door. Now, during when class is starting, that's you can't do that. You have to open the door so the kids can get in. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there. So the kids come in, they come in, they come in, and then once the school starts, then they lock the doors. All of the doors and the backs and all that are always locked. Okay. So they'd have to come in through the front door, and there should be somebody there from the office or the principal. But if a student wanted to bring in a gun, <clears throat> nothing stops them from having one of their backpack walking right through and everybody's getting in there. Currently, we don't have, uh, not all the schools would have a metal, metal detector. detector. But even that, that would take forever, money. wouldn't it? And it would take forever to get through. It'd be like take, a TSA. Yep. Yep. So, well, let, take oh, your shoes man. off. Let's see what's in your shoes. Uh, there, there's got to be some common sense. And it, one of the things that, that I do want to want to say, you know, in regards to uh, this whole issue. We don't want, it, it's a shame that we have to set our schools up at, like prisons. They come in in the morning, we lock you down, you're going to be locked in, locked into your class. It's a shame. And everybody's to blame for this. Not just the Republicans, not NRA, not the liberals. Everyone's to blame for this because nobody's willing to sit down and talk about this. We're only talking about, oh, no, we need to ban, we need to ban, we need to ban. Mm-hmm. You know what? Then only criminals will have the guns. And so, uh, you know, I, I like to read uh, something that Ronald Reagan brought up a while ago. Mm-hmm. 
We must reject the idea that every time a law is broken, society is guilty rather than the lawbreaker. It is time to restore the American precept that each individual is accountable for their his or her own actions. Matt, well, that's the whole thing. You're accountable for yourself. <clears throat> See, I don't buy this argument, Michael, that you know, Doug Ducey, the governor, said he's against Army teachers. Ah, teachers <coughs> just want to teach. That's all they want to do. I'm not arguing that. But at the sure. same time, guess what? There's, a, there's a, a guy that owns a dry cleaner. You know, what does he want to do? He wants to clean clothes, make a living. But you know what? Maybe he says, I should probably pack heat just in case. Yep. Now, I don't want to be a... I, I don't I don't want to do that, but I have to. I think it's the right thing to do. We talked about this video, two women owning a convenience store, I believe in New York. Yep. Uh, came out overnight. They, they were being robbed. Or it was a liquor store. They were being robbed. The, the, daughter, the guy had a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, yep, and the daughter pulled out a, a small handgun and shot the guy several times. Well, I think the mother first started, oh, she started and then the daughter the picked daughter. up the weapon. So they also. did. You know, they, they're not teachers. They own a business. They don't want to be in the business of having to shoot people. Well, but they had to protect themselves. Yep. Uh, so why can't teachers do this? This whole argument makes no... Teachers just want to teach. No crap. We all just want to live our lives and not have to face any danger. Correct. Enough is enough. Let's be... But we have to be realistic about this. And, I, and I'm not in favor of forcing an individual to use a gun. Not at all. If they don't want... If a teacher or an administrator doesn't want to have the gun, then that's good. I don't have a problem with that. But we can't... You know, just sit back and go, well, the only issue is to ban all guns whatsoever, mm -hmm. which is what, you know, the left really wants us to yep. do is ban every single gun and only criminals will have guns. Come on. You can walk across the border and go buy a handgun and you can go buy an AR-15. You can go buy machine guns. Really? You're not going. That's not the cure. The cure is figuring out the mental health of some of these individuals. Like what happened with this kid down there? We failed this kid. Don't say we, we didn't do it. Yeah, no, the FBI failed it. Right. The the FBI, local authorities failed it. Authority. The school failed it as well. Yep. They failed it. And that's something that we needed to start doing. And, and I've asked this before. When we suspend a child from school, what follow-ups do we have? Do we go and check on that kid? Do we see how they're doing? Continue this. No, you just let them sit back. And that's wrong. That's wrong. We need to start looking at this going, Okay, if, if, if we have to suspend a kid off of campus instead of in-school suspension, we should have some type of mechanism to go check on that kid. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I want, just stay where you are if you don't mind. I, want to, I have some more questions. I want to find out what exactly you would like to see. Um, what kind of procedures? Do you want it to where uh, teachers know, administrators know, people know? Should it be in, 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 in secrecy? Who should know? I want to get more on this. And then I think there's something that's very key to try to win over the public support on this. I don't want to ask you about as well, because you're going to get hit up. You're going to take heat for this, uh, and it's really a bunch of garbage, to be honest with you. I take heat on I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> uh, in studio, Michael Hicks, TUSD board member. What do you think also? Uh, he says he has no problem if teachers and staff go through you know specific training that they should be able to carry firearms. We'll continue in five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hitting talk. 727, thank you for hanging out. Uh, sunny in 72 eventually. Chilly outside now. Add Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Follow me there. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow there. Uh, TUSD board member Michael Hicks in studio with me here. By the way, you can mention to your uh, four friends, especially Adelita uh, on the TUSD board, they are more than welcome. I'll have them all in here for, you know, if we want to get a public forum, talk about the things that, that need to happen to protect kids. Um, I'm sure more people listen to this show uh, than go to the actual Tucson 
school board meetings. So actually, I, I think that needs to happen. You know, I think we need to have a forum with the citizens and go. Yeah. What is it you feel? I think so too. You're more than welcome anytime. If you want to get them all together, at least a few of them, whatever it is, to hear what people have to say, to hear from experts, that kind of stuff. These airwaves, we can make it happen. I know the guy that makes the decisions. It's, it's me. Oh, I thought it was me. Oh, is it you? Yes. It's one of us. I'll allow it. One of us will say something. Um, so, uh, real quick, could you guys, because the laws are strange here in Arizona. I've seen some interpretation of, yes, teachers can carry. No, they can't. It's very convoluted. It's, it's, there's no clear-cut answer. Um, do, you, do you know if you guys have it in the power, if you vote miraculously, and it's a 3-2 vote to allow teachers to go through training and that kind of stuff, to arm themselves, could you do it? Uh, honestly, I really don't know. That's yeah, a legal have, question. Okay. We'd have to ask our legal about that. Okay. I think that's uh, very important in, in that aspect. Um, I mean, I'm looking at a story here from the Associated Press. Claude, Texas. In Claude, Texas, they have a school district. And the superintendent is Brock Cartwright. It says here he won't reveal how many or who among his teachers is armed, but the district's message to potential intruders blares in capital letters and three signs. Please be aware that the staff at Claude ISD is armed and may use whatever force necessary to protect our students. I like it's kind, that. Of a, kind of a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. It kind, kind of tells that individual, you really want to come in here? Exactly. It's like the idiot that went in to try to rob a gun a, a the gun show? The gun show. Yeah, we had the caller call in and talk about that. Yeah. Hello. Real, real smart. So um, we, what would you like to see? Because personally, me, I, I want to see someone that is able to, I guess maybe you have to tell the principal and that's it. I mean, I'd, I'd rather people not know who is carrying in the school. And, and I agree. I think the principal should know that the leadership of the school needs to know so they know what's going on. Uh, and also because of the lock boxes and all mm-hmm. that, that would have to be required for uh, holding the weapon. Uh, would they be lock boxes? They'd be something that kids would not be able to get into easily. But why? Why couldn't if nobody knows? Why not have that? If the teacher can carry concealed, and there are some phenomenal holsters out there where you can't see a thing. Why not that? I mean, why would a teacher have to go run to a lockbox, open it up, get a key, scramble around, hearing shots? I mean, if nobody's going to get it, nobody knows who's carrying. Well, that's true. And and I, for me, I don't have a problem with it uh, or any teacher carrying as long as somebody knows that they're carrying. If if you're not aware... Like the students shouldn't know. The students should Other not know. Other teachers shouldn't know. Other teachers shouldn't know. The students shouldn't know, but the administration should know who, so they can actually account okay. for them. Because in Utah, there's a state law. It doesn't prohibit anybody from carrying concealed on the campus. And I played sound bites on Friday from an elementary school teacher. And she said, I want to give myself a chance to protect my students. Well, now kids on universities here in Arizona, I believe, can carry stun guns. Yeah. I think that went through. Like to bring that I mean, to a real gun fight. Good luck with yeah. that. <laughs> that's like bringing, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of people go, you know, well, you're not, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, excuse me. I am a victim of gun violence. You are? Oh, yeah. My mother was killed with a gun. Mm, I'm sorry. By Please. my father. Oh, my God. So when they come back and say, well, you don't know anything what you're talking about. Well, no, I don't think you know what the hell mm-hmm. you're talking about. Well, looking at the, uh, again, the stats, and I brought it up earlier in the show, in Texas itself, there are over 170 school districts that allow teachers and school staff to be armed on campus for self-defense. And again, because you're going to get hit for a thousand ways. 
I think that, you know, the 40 count, the, the 40 districts in Ohio, the 12 in Colorado, the five in, um, in California, whatever school districts, all of them in Utah, they're all allowed to carry. Nobody's allowed to, and they don't have to tell anybody they're carrying, not even the administrator, principal, anybody. So you don't see school shootings in Utah because people realize, I don't know if somebody has a gun, I'm going to go get shot. Right. So, I mean, you have all these school districts. There's people, all they say is, what if it accidentally goes off? What if the teacher has a bad day? I know what you're going to say, has <laughs> what's to stop him now? But people don't, aren't aware of how many school districts around the country actually allow this. Yeah, and, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I, think, I think we need to do this. Okay. I have I have no problem with teachers as long as they've been trained, they have the proper paperwork, they have the proper training in doing Come on. We allow them to monitor our kids every single day that they're in schools. Almost 8 hours a day. And you're telling me you're not oh, but you know what? If they have a weapon, mm-hmm. then we don't trust them anymore. Mm-hmm. That I have an issue with. Well, and I think the TEA uh TEA and all the teachers should have an issue with this. Um, speaking of that, real quick, can teachers feel safe reaching out to you? Sure. Saying, I support, I want to be able to protect myself and my students. Absolutely. That, that needs to happen. That is, should be at foremost on anything that we're supposed to be doing is our student safety. Student safety should be paramount. Well, I think there are a lot of our staff. I think there are a lot of teachers. Like I have, I've met a lot of Tucson teachers, and they're scared to speak out publicly because they don't agree with the beliefs of a lot of administrators yeah. uh, in in at Tucson schools. And it's it's really sad they can't speak out because they know they're going to be um, damaged because of it. But I think you, and this is just me. I mean, should we give out your email? Make you know what? If you are a teacher in Tucson schools that would like to be able to arm yourself and go through the training. Should they let you know? I think if you start getting more and more teachers telling you they want to do this, maybe you don't use their name, maybe you talk to them, whatever it is, but I think there needs to be shown the public support for this. I talk to teachers all the time. Well, maybe you think you should should call for that and have them write you, and that way you can get a a running tally of how many teachers actually agree with you and and they want to be able to do this? Yeah, but remember, there's five of us on that board. So that's okay, really as long as get, you get a whole bunch, because if Adelita gets 500 that say they're against it, she's going to bring it up. No, that's true. So, No, I'm, I'm good with I'm that. I'm leading the witness here. They can, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if people want to email me, they can email me at michael.hicks at tusd1.org. Okay. That's my TUSD account, and send me emails. Okay. Uh, you can also send me emails on my personal account, which is azstubs at yahoo.com. Okay. You know, I, I'm open and I'm open for the debate on the other side going. Yep. And listen, again, if one of them, Stegeman, Rachel Sedgwick, the other two probably won't even bother showing up because they would never come on this show, but they're more than welcome. We'd like to hear everything. I'd like to have a debate to get it all out there and let people make up their minds as to what they think is the right thing. Our, our most foremost thing that we should be looking at as a society was what's the safest thing for our students mm-hmm. coming into a prison makeshift school is not i i don't believe is indignant of a good rounded education nope and and even that i just want if god forbid my kid who's going to go into kindergarten in august and i've said this a thousand times now if something ever happened i want my teacher my kid's teacher to be able to defend him or herself and my kid and and the kids in the class yeah why be sitting ducks you know they, they talk about well you lock your doors well it doesn't take much to knock down some of these doors mm-hmm. doesn't take much to, to bust the window yeah. uh, our fire code requires that if you have a fire a window that you leave it open 
that you can't cover the so if there's a fire they go through and they can see that there's nobody in there mm-hmm. so okay what are you going to do you're going to cover the windows and then break the fire code or are you going to leave the windows open but the doors are closed and shoot up the window come on common yeah. sense needs to prevail okay. on this issue is there armed security at school board meetings uh yes there are okay so it's okay, and I would bring that up too to Al Leach and the rest. So it's okay that we have, we're, you think that we could be in danger, so we have a police officer here, just in case, but our students shouldn't have an armed uh, security in their classroom? I, I think every, every school should have, well, I don't think any school should have to have an armed person there. Oh, of course I, it should, I, but it's a reality it of the situation. Reality Let's just of say, where we're at you know, now. Now they should, though. Yep. Now they should. I wish and, it didn't have to be that way. Yeah, me too. And, and we can't afford to put an armed individual mm-hmm. at every single no. school. We don't have the funding from the state not cutting back And I'll bet funding. you if, they, if this does somehow go through, I'll bet you there could be a lot of pro-gun groups, pro-Second Amendment groups that would actually pick up the money. They'd collect and they would pay for the training for all the teachers to get trained. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. I'm Michael Hicks. I'm, running, I'm, I'm late, but it's okay. It's my show, but I'm late. <laughs> but thank you for coming in. Please keep me updated. I want teachers to email the hell out of you, whether they're for this or against this, so we can find out what's going on. Because there needs to be that. a good, uh, uh, there needs to be a big groundswell of support for this to happen to make sure the kids are protected. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, that's uh, Michael Hicks. We'll continue your reaction. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Here's Fox called upon. I see a, there's an anonymous person, a woman calling the FBI January fifth, saying this guy's a ticking time bomb. He's going to shoot up a school. Nothing happened. Now we find out he called the authorities on himself right after Thanksgiving. Yep, I tweeted that. Third thing I think you need to know, Sean Miller. Not looking good for Sean Miller, U of A's basketball coach. Uh, according to ESPN, government sources told them uh, that he was caught on an FBI wiretap discussing a $100,000 payment to get a five-star recruit to go to the U of A. Now, the person that the, the, the recruit is a current player, uh, DeAndre Ayton, but um, apparently he was cleared. He never received the money. He didn't ask for the money. He got none of that stuff. No, 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 no. He was cleared by the NCAA, the FBI, U of A, everybody else, a whole bunch of people. Uh, so you have that. By the way, if if Sean Miller is fired just because they want to fire him, U of A would owe him just over $5 million. If they fired him for cause, like the reason, the cause would be you were paying players to come here, he'd actually get $10 million. Strange, huh? Three things I think you need to know. So what do you think about Michael Hicks uh, coming in? We've, listen, this is big news. News is made. 880-KNST. 8805678 news was made a TUSD board member, a board member has said he is open to teachers and staff that go through training to arm themselves now here's the question why isn't this being talked about by everybody i asked him off the air i said when's the next TUSD board meeting he said next month i said can't there be an emergency meeting called considering this is a national story but it's local cuz everybody wants to make sure that students and teachers and staff and everybody is is safe and protected I mean, if a person owns a pizza place, they own a dry cleaner, they own, um, I mean, you know, a nail salon, they want to arm themselves, they can for protection, but a teacher can't? Why is that okay, right? Why is that okay? So I said, can anybody call an emergency meeting to talk about this? He said, that's the president of the board. That's his job. I said, who is it right now? He said, right now, it's Mark Stegeman. And that guy uh, was on the show one time, I forget about what, maybe it was about the... uh, when they did the SB 1070 stuff years ago, Mexican-American studies, whatever it was. It was like five, six years ago, seven years ago. And there were smoke bombs set off a meeting and students, uh, radical nut jobs, handcuffing themselves to, to chairs and everything else. And they disrupted the meeting. And I had him on to talk about it. And it was, it, 
he was like Prince Valium. He was like yawning. I'm like, I know I'm not that boring, right? It's not me. I'm not that boring. So I guess it's up to him. You'd think that these people on the board would say, all right, what are we doing to protect the students, the teachers? And there's nothing. There's nothing. it's obvious what needs to happen. And there needs to be a discussion and there needs to be a forum. And I'm getting all kinds of emails about this. Teachers need to carry and have a CCW, no lockboxes. I agree. Concealed carry. That's it. Nothing else. Got an email from uh, uh, the Buck Savage, Dave Smith. He and Betsy, again, the the most, um, it's true, it's his name. If he was in porn, he'd be Buck Naked, but he's Buck Set. It's Costanza. They're going to give me crap about that one. Uh, but they, they're they the ones that go around the country, the, the, the number one trainers of law enforcement are in, in, in America, and they're based here out of Tucson. Uh, he wrote me, we aren't putting guns in schools. We're making some teachers able to protect. I agree. I agree. Oh, by the way. What? People keep talking about how the, you're trying to arm teachers. We're not trying to arm them like police officers. Yeah, what is this crap? I don't I don't like this. That's why I don't get this. This is such a bunch of garbage what if teachers have a bad day? All right, so again, so jewelry stores, they could have armed guards. Even some banks. I know I said banks don't have armed I have not seen an, an armed guard in a bank in a long time. I've been told some do. Great. Okay, so money can be protected, right? Um, students can't. Uh, again, anybody, any convenience store. You're going to protect Slim Jims. Really? Uh, you name it. If you have a business, you can try. You can do whatever you need and whatever you want to protect yourself. You own a sandwich shop. You make subs. You make heroes, as we call them back east. You can protect yourself. You can arm yourself. But students, not that important. Not that big of a deal. And again, that's why I asked Michael the last question. And I said, is there armed security? He said, yes, there's armed police officers for school board meetings. They make sure they have protection in the room. I don't know what else I need to do. By the way, if you disagree with me, you are more than welcome to chime in. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Again, Paul Cunningham, the Tucson uh, lawmaker, Tucson councilman. He still hasn't gotten back to me. He actually tweeted back to me because he said, he tweeted out on Friday, as a teacher and former school safety officer, I say arming teachers is a poor idea. What if a teacher makes an impulsive decision? Again, what's going to stop him now? Or a student taking a teacher's gun? They're not going to know about it. It's concealed. What about an accident? What about an accident? What about when? Again, that's why I said it's important. All of these schools around the country that actually let their their teachers and staff arm themselves, they should be putting out, and there was a great piece in Breitbart for this, they should be putting out blueprints for it, right? They should be the ones. They should, they should show the way, it says here, for schools that don't, to prove it works. 751, we'll continue. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. More from this uh, Scott Israel, this sheriff. What a, what a dope this guy is. What a dope trying to say that he is great. His reaction to the, the, the deputy not running into the school, how he hid this from the CNN town hall. It's all coming up on KNST. Relief.com. I 
I don't. You don't take my side, Ryan. I'm the voice of reason. Eight oh eight. It's Monday, February twenty sixth. It's your morning ritual. You know you're looking for something. You're looking for something, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Gary Lewis with you. KNSTAM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. You. Thank you. Thank you. 44% CBS poll. 44% of Americans already approve of arming teachers. 50% are opposed. That's pretty good considering how one side of the debate has been, right? Shown on TV, in the media. It's totally one-sided. Um, man. Um... 68% of Republicans support it, but guess what? Independents, 47 supported, 46% against it. Democrats, good luck. So how about that? Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, now we know that four deputies, according to CNN, four sheriff's deputies from Broward County did not go into the building to go take down the shooter. They stood outside until a couple of uh, Coral Springs, Coral Springs, Gable, Coral Gables, whatever the hell it is, Coral Springs, they had their own police roll up, and another another couple of deputies showed up, and they all went in together, the two extra deputies and the Coral Gables police. So um, they went in, did at least. And by the way, apparently the shooter called authorities after Thanksgiving on himself. We'll get into that. And they still didn't do anything. Third thing I think you need to know, Sean Miller, you heard in the news, he's innocent, he's innocent. He didn't coach on Saturday. A An ESPN uh, story had sources, government sources tell ESPN that Sean Miller was heard on a wiretap. Was it really a wiretap? Eavesdropping? Who knows? They called a wiretap. They made fun of Trump for calling a wiretap. Anyway, uh, wiretap saying that uh, he was going to somehow get a hundred grand into a recruit's hands so he will go to the U of A. The recruit questioned, actually was cleared on it, DeAndre Aiden, and he played on Saturday, but it's still not looking good for Sean Miller. Not at all. Three things I think you need to know. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll get to your calls, get to your reaction. Um, just so you know, by the way, just have them hang out for one second. Just I wanted to hear David Hogg. David Hogg, one time. This is a big soundbite. Uh, because we now know, again, the CNN story has four, and I mentioned this, four. Here's the headline. Uh, sources, Coral Springs police upset at some Broward deputies for not entering school. What? You're kidding me. When Coral Springs police officers arrived at Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, on February 14th, in the midst of a shooting crisis, many officers were surprised to not to find out not only that Broward County Sheriff's Deputy Scott Peterson, the armed school resource officer, had not entered the building, but that three other Broward County Sheriff's deputies were also outside the school and had not entered. Coral Springs sources tell CNN. What? The deputies had their pistols drawn and were behind their vehicles, the sources said, and not one of them had gone into the school. With the direction from the Broward deputies who were outside, Coral Springs police soon entered the building where the shooter was. New Broward County Sheriff's deputies arrived on the scene, and two of those deputies and an officer from Sunrise, Florida, joined the Coral Springs police as they went into the building. Everybody should condemn and rip into these deputies for not doing their job, Right. But you have uh, the student that the media turns to as an expert for all this, this David Hogg. And even though his fellow classmates and a teacher were, were killed, 17 people killed, many others wounded, he still can't 
rip the cops because he just wants guns taken away. Listen, here we go on ABC. David, you heard that other point that Daniel was making about the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Do you feel let down by them? Honestly, I know that the people that work in law enforcement are some of the hardest working individuals in America. I know that they work every single day to protect the lives and just innocence of American school children and Amer the American public in general. Were there mistakes made? Absolutely. Is anything going to change? I hope, I certainly hope so. But this is something that we can't go back and change now. We just have to look to the future and fix it. Uh, from what, before like these investigations come out and everything, I, from what I've seen of Sheriff Scott Israel, he's a good man. Mm. He cares about the people. I don't know what's happened in his organization. Sucks. I'm not a sheriff. I can't speak on behalf of them. Honestly, I just know that I support anyone that's trying to protect the lives and the future of America. The NRA, they're the ones that killed people. They're the ones that let children be gunned down. When you have the actual deputies that show up to try to stop a killer from gunning down kids and they stand on the side, that's okay. In the mind of that David Hawk. The NRA, nothing to do with it. They're the worst. They're child killers. If you agree with them, you're a child killer. The deputies that let the kids get gunned down, and other boss is a good guy. Nice guy. They did okay. They're working hard. You got to wait till see when everything shakes out. That's what we got to do. Oh, yeah. David Hawk. Media turns to this guy all the time. I mean, good. Keep talking, dude. You're exposing yourself. I'm telling you, this is... I think something really is going to happen here. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm too optimistic, but I really think something positive is going to happen here where common sense prevails, where people aren't just scared of guns. When they start to understand them and they realize how many teachers and how many districts actually arm themselves every day. And you have never heard of a teacher or a staff member that carries concealed shooting up students or a school, do you? That fact alone should be enough. It should be. I'm sick and tired of ignorant, scared people getting their way over people like you and me. We know the facts. We know it needs to be done, but they go by emotion, and it's scary, and it's this, and it's that. It's not. I can't help it if you're stupid. I mean, for lack of a better term, I can't help. I'll be nicer. I can't help it if you're ignorant. Right? That's it. Michael, thank you for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Yeah, I got, you know, kind of a somewhat of a solution on, you know, some of this gun stuff with the teachers and stuff. You know, they, they uh, Rush had somebody on. The other day, about somebody in uh, um, uh, San Diego that they put cops, they this, this uh, took away the, the police department and put all the cops in the schools. Hmm. I don't know why we couldn't do that throughout the whole country. You know, I got a so, I got an email from a listener who said, "Why not? You know, the police want substations all around. Why not have them inside of schools?" Exactly. I thought it was interesting. I mean, who's going to go into a school when they know that there's a cop there? That's it's a very interesting uh, every. It, you know what? There are some crazies out there. You probably have heard the stories. Well, yeah. That they say they don't even want police, armed police, police in uniform in schools because they think it threatens kids. Oh they no, think no, it's no, intimidating. no, no! I, I think I think they gotta arm the uh, arm the, the uh, teachers as well. No, no. The more good guns out there, the better. I, because I'm with you, you know, I mean, who's gonna take a knife to a gunfight? Yeah, well, I hear you. I hear you, Michael. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Um. I mean, there was even, a, I think it was either in Mesa or Gilbert, one of the students actually, right, are actually, uh, 
They, they, it was a couple of years ago. They got mad. A police officer dropped off his kid at the elementary school. And they said, you, somebody from the school said, you can't come back here. Not dressed like that. You're scaring people. And then we had Mark Fincham call in a few weeks, a couple weeks ago after the shooting. And he said there were Democratic lawmakers uh, up in Phoenix talking to him. And they said, you know what? I, I think we should, uh, we should stop st- uh, police from going to schools because it, it also intimidates students. And I think they meant illegal alien students, but it is what it is. Um, well, oh, which you want me to take that one? Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, good morning, Garrett. What's happening? I'm going to preface my questions because they're going to be very politically incorrect, but these are politically incorrect times. How soon do you think we'll find out that David Haas has been betting his 24-year-old blonde-haired, blue-eyed gym teacher <laughs> or social studies teacher has been giving these talking points? Now, I'm going to assume uh, that many listeners, including yourself, are thinking how atrocious and how wrong of me is it to say that, but... Using David's logic, his fellow buddies of the same age demographic in other high schools have been doing the exact same thing, and those teachers have gone to jail. So if it happens to a couple of students, is it fair for me, by his logic, to assume that his demographic across the country is doing the same thing? And if it's not, if the actions of a few do not represent the demographic as a whole, isn't it time law-abiding gun owners in America receive the same treatment? Wow. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about the hot high school teachers. That's what I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> I know, about it's that. Hard. That's hard. I need you to follow. Yeah, just follow me here. What do yeah. you think? Your thoughts, kind sir. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about the hot high school teacher. <laughs> Look, we, we know. We know what's going on here. We oh, get yeah. it. I think that we need to just revolt. We need to start shouting louder than them. Because, again, why, why, do the, why does the other side, based on uh, things that aren't factually correct, thing, things that are based on emotion... Things they know nothing of. Why do they always seem to win? Because it's just not nice and it seems mean. I'm so sick of that. I'm sick of it. Well, it's time to, like you said earlier in the show, it's time to start applying logic. You know, I was told by President Obama, I cannot pass the judgments of the uh, perpetrators in the San Bernardino and the Orlando Pulse nightclub shootings because they were the acts of a radical Islamic terrorist. I cannot, therefore, pass judgment across the entire religion as a whole. But every law-abiding gun owner, when there's an atrocity like this in Florida, at this particular high school in Stoneman mm-hmm. or Parkland, uh, yeah, absolutely. We're all evil. We're all wrong. Even though I have yet to see a mass shooting being uh, uh, done or conducted at the hands of an NRA uh, yep. life member or yeah. a, a member of the Republican Party, I can tell you when a Republican baseball team got shot up by a Democrat in Washington, D.C., but yep. I won't go there. I know. But I guess I want to ask David Haas face-to-face. Hog, 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 I'd like to ask him, sir, how soon will you condemn these killing fields we call gun-free zones? Because every mass shooting, with the exception of one in the last 20 years, has occurred in a gun-free zone. And incidentally, that one incident where there was a mass shooting in a non-gun-free zone, right here, it happened in my hometown in Tucson. Yep. That's correct. You're right. Listen, you can't, but there's no talking. That's why the whole point of me playing this out, but you know it. This guy, no matter what you say, how do you not rip the, the deputies that didn't go in to save your, your classmates' lives and kill the killer? But you still want to say we should get rid of all guns. It just, it's, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. We'll continue to apply political incorrect logic. Yeah, That's all I, we can do, I suppose. I got gotcha. you. Thank you for the call, Mike. Take care, man. See ya. Um, by the way, breaking news. This is a shock, and this is not good. Uh, the Supreme Court declined just moments ago to hear the Trump administration's appeal of a federal judge's ruling that requires the government to keep DACA going. There was a lower court, right? There was a lower court 
order remains in effect. You know this, I know this. Why do they call it dreamers? See, this is an NBC story. DACA is not dreamers. It says here, under a lower court that remains in effect, the Department of Homeland Security must continue to accept applications to renew DACA status from the roughly 700,000 young people known as dreamers. They're not. They're not dreamers. It's a different group. The court said simply in a brief, it is assumed the Court of Appeals will act expeditiously to decide this case. The court's denial is expected because it says here the justices rarely accept appeals, asking them to bypass the lower courts. You have all these judges, activist judges, claiming that DACA recipients need to continue to get their permits because it's just too mean if they don't. No legal basis, no legal standing, but that's it. Not good. The Supreme Court has agreed only about a dozen times in the past century to take a case immediately and bypass the federal appeals courts. So I guess maybe it's normal that way. Again, this is just coming out. So it has to be ruled on there, and then it can go up to the Supreme Court, and then they can hopefully overturn it. But, I mean, geez, enough is enough already on this, right? They have to keep handing this out. That means what? That means that Trump can't say we're going to stop doing this, the March 5th deadline, whatever it is. Um, what if Trump does like Obama and doesn't want to do what the courts say? Hmm. In asking the court to take the case, it says here the Justice Department took the further unusual step of declining to ask the justices to block the lower court order in the meantime. It would have allowed the government to shut DACA down as planned. They said they didn't want to frustrate the goal of uh, winding down the program in an orderly way. That's just nice. Enough is enough. Uh, all right, we'll get back to the real stuff, but that's the latest. Uh, 822, back in five. Stay where you are. Great calls coming up. And we got to get to the Scott Israel soundbites as well. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Talk. 828. Amazingly enough, it'll be sunny in about 72 today. When I left this morning, it was like 35 degrees. What the hell? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, let's go to Mike. Mike, thanks for waiting. There's all these mics today. Everybody's a mic. Hey, Mike, yeah, how you how doing? You? Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? All right. You know, there's not even a mic. My kids' daycare, there's no Mikes, no Johns, all these non-normal names. But it is 55 by... I grew up, there's already three Mikes and three Matthews in every class I had growing up. Anyway, what's going on, man? Well, it's a good name. Michael means like unto God. Now, I'm not claiming any kinship to God. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I, I'm calling out about this school garbage. Um, I was a cop, and I was a teacher. And sometimes at the same time, because... On my days off, I would either substitute teach at the, the local, the school, in the school district, throughout the school district, or I would, I would do uh, security in uniform. And I was with the sheriff's office at the time in the other state, and uh, the uh, PD, police officers, the municipal police officers, and the SO deputies would, uh, would earn some extra income on our days off working security at the schools. I was, uh, on this certain day, I was uh, substitute teaching for a journalist class, and I uh, heard a lot of, after the bell rang, I heard a lot of cussing outside the door, and there was this guy about as big as me, and, uh, and uh, I'm about six feet, and mm-hmm. uh, this guy was trying to kidnap his ex-girlfriend and take her off campus, and I said, that isn't going to happen, you're coming with me, and at which time... He assaulted me, 
And uh, this fight rolled down the stairs and out into the out of, outside the door. Wow! And uh, the kids were just shocked. It was between classes. They they said, "Mr. Lincoln, Mr. Lincoln's fighting with us with the guy." And uh, dang! And uh, the uh, I, I finally subdued the guy. The right as I subdued the guy, the principal shows up, and without knowing any of the circumstances, told me that I was fired. And uh, fortunately, a police officer, municipal police officer, was working security that day, whom I knew. Okay. And uh, when I had the guy stand up, when I stood him up, and uh, had the the police officer handcuffed, uh, actually, the police officer said, "Did you did you assault this teacher?" And he said, "Yes, I do. He got in my way." And so he said, "You're going to jail." Luckily, the police officer was there. Okay. Who knew Who knew the law? Which, uh, which applies to any teacher. If a student touches a teacher and, and puts them in fear, that's assault. And, uh, and uh, excuse me, that's battery. Uh, threatening one would be assault, and sure. actually doing a physical act is battery. So they took this kid to jail. He had been, uh, and the, I got a nice letter from the parents of the girl. Well, let, let me, okay, I got you. Let me, let me, I'm short on time, but let me ask you real quick. If you were carrying your firearm on you, do you feel like you'd actually use it? No, I have been in altercations where I have been armed and have not, and and because the circumstances didn't require it, I was not in fear of my life, or or uh, no one else was in was in danger of losing theirs. I didn't draw my weapon. I went. I I fought guys uh, frequently and never drew my weapon. They didn't even know I had a weapon uh, during the fight. Um, okay. But so what? But what the what the what the left is doing? besides co-opting the education system ideologically, is using a, uh, what, what, they use, what they say in propaganda circles is the slippery slope yes. approach. Yes. They say, well, if we do this, then this and this and this and this is going to happen. And there's no evidence backing that up. You know, one of the things the NRA does is they have, they have an Eddie Eagle program that teaches kids how to safely deal with firearms. That's just one of the many th- good things that they do, that they try to do with young children, and it should be taught in schools. But they also list uh, in their magazines, on the, which is the most interesting to me, is the, um, how, the over 2 million times a year, law-abiding citizens use weapons to save them their lives, their own lives or someone else's. Mm-hmm. Over 2 million times, and that's a fact. That's not hyperbole. That's fact. So the slippery slope approach by the left and these students that are being guided by CNN, it has no factual basis. No, no, and you know what, you know, and I'll add to that, and I appreciate the phone call, and thank you for the story. It's, uh, this is why I want these, these, you know, these examples. FBI stats. This was tweeted out by Richard Barris, People's Pundit. It's a great website. FBI stats show rifles were used in just 2.2% of all murders. That's what an AR-15 is. Nearly 12% involved a knife. Over 5%... Of, of F- murders going to the FBI committed with hands, fists, or feet? Should we outlaw knives and human appendages as well? Again, facts, facts. Start blowing them up with facts. Don't blow them up with bombs. Blow them up with facts. Oh, I'll use my hands on you, Ryan. Don't you worry about it. It's about time. Oh, God. They came out the wrong way. Uh, we'll continue. 834. Thank you very much for the phone call, Mike. More of your calls coming up. Uh, and um, I'm getting some news also about people that I know that talk to a... Uh, they talked to a deputy that was there. I guess that was there. 
I'll get you that. The latest there. We got to get to the Scott Israel sound bites as well, because what this guy said with Jake Tapper is insane. Insane. Don't go anywhere. Here's the latest right now from Fox. Ask your wife. Mm-hmm. 841-880-KNST-880-5678. Thanks for hanging out. There are three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, latest from Florida, 44% of people approve teachers being armed. 50% do not approve. That's from a CBS poll. Uh, the latest also, four deputies, now up to four deputies, did not go into the building to take down the shooter from Broward County. Four deputies didn't do it. Uh, and that's uh, Coral Springs officers telling that to CNN. How about that, huh? Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, and this is a big one, well, there goes that. Supreme Court refuses to hear the Trump administration's appeal on the injunction to end DACA. And the reason they did that is because they said, I guess they were waiting for the um, lower court. The lower court has to proceed with what uh, they're going to do as the Court of Appeals. Trump wanted them to skip them. He said, they said, nope, we don't do that. Only a dozen times in 100 years. So uh, apparently they have to keep on. Trump set March 5th as the end of the date of DACA. I guess applications must be now accepted indefinitely. So there's no rush for the DACA thing, apparently. So now it really can be an election issue. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's all right at this point. Third thing I think you need to know, U of A coach Sean Miller says he's innocent but didn't coach on Saturday. ESPN reports that uh, wiretap, FBI wiretapped him. You know, Hillary gets to run free, by the way. And listen, I'm not, if, if, if Sean Miller did this, he should pay the price. But it's very interesting that Hillary and Uma and Obama and the rest of them all run free. But the FBI said, we wiretapped Sean Miller, and uh, we got him on tape saying that when it comes to paying players, talk to me about it, I'll handle it, blah, blah, blah. So for that, uh, that leaked out to ESPN, and he did not coach. And the player that was involved, DeAndre Ayton, he was cleared by outside counsel, FBI, NCAA, everybody. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, I'm getting emails from people that I know. Um, We got insight from a deputy this weekend. Sheriff's a clown. Florida required to take this course of de-escalation. They've been trained in active shooter response. It was like post-Sandy Hook elementary school response. Go and confront alone if necessary, and they didn't do it. Huh. Interesting stuff. Um, I want to play it. I've been promising sound bites. I need to be patient on the phone. I'll get to you. I want you to hear. Um, I want you to hear some of the things this guy said. We got to get sound bites. I know. Sorry. Sorry. I know you're, you're having fun talking to people on the phone, Ryan, Ryan. Um, I want you to hear this guy say, could the shooting have been prevented? It's Jake Tapper's question. I think that's a big one. One thirty. Could the shooting have been prevented? Question and answer. Here we go. Do you think that if the Broward Sheriff's Office had done things differently, this shooting might not have happened? Hey, listen, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, uh, you know, uh, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. What? I don't know what that I means. There's 17 dead people, and there's a whole long list of things your department could have done differently. Pause How it. Could I- the dude's making jokes. People are dead. The guy's making jokes. 
Remember the media freaked out when Trump said, hey, Russia, if you're listening, those emails from Hillary, can you send them on? That was a joke. They took it seriously. This time, they don't even really condemn it. I mean, Jake Tapper got pissed, but nobody else. Let's continue. How could... Listen, uh, that's what that's what after action reports are. That's for lessons learned reports are for. We I have entered into conversation with Chuck Wexler of the Police Executive Research Forum. They will be coming to town to do an independent after action lessons learned report. We understand everything wasn't done perfectly, and if it happened in Los Angeles or Chicago or any other city, every person wouldn't perform perfectly. That's not what happens. Yes, if Scott Peterson went into do I believe if Scott Peterson into, the, in, into that building, there was a chance he could have neutralized the killer and save lives? Yes, I believe that. But as far as anything else done at this point, I can't say that. Really? So again, all the tips that were given. Nothing. Nothing. Scott Israel, Sheriff Broward County, keeping his job still. Keeping his job. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Let's play another one. 126. We'll pause this for reaction. Scott Israel apparently knew ahead of time, ahead of the CNN town hall, that the deputy, one of his deputies, the, the one that was on campus, did not enter the building. Never brought it up on CNN's town hall. Jake Tapper called him out. Listen to this. When did you find out that Deputy Peterson had not gone into the building? How soon after the shooting did you know that? Uh, not for days. Uh, we uh, How many our days? investigators looked. I'm not sure. Because you spent much really? of the Wednesday night town hall on CNN uh, with the entire Stoneman Douglas community, students and teachers and parents, attacking the NRA, saying that police need more powers, more money to prevent yep. future tragedies. You didn't disclose any of this to the crowd then, the Stoneman Douglas high school community. Did you know it then? Did you know it Wednesday night? It was spoken about during that uh, earlier during that day. I'm not on a timeline for TV or Pause any it. news show. Earlier that day, did he just say? I didn't know. I have no. I didn't. Wow. Let's continue for TV or any news show. We need to get it right. We need to get it accurate. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about a community. Uh, we need to corroborate. We need to verify. And once we did the next day, and I, w I looked at the tape, and I was 100% certain that it happened the way uh, I was told about, the investigators initially told me told about, I didn't even release it you right You didn't that look at second. the video? I, I, one I, week after the shooting, you hadn't looked at the video yet? I looked at the video as soon as our investigators, uh, it wasn't my job to look at the video. It was investigators' job to look at the video. I'm still wow. sheriffing this, 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 uh, this county. There were many things to do. We have investigators, homicide investigators, internal affairs investigators dissecting it. And when they felt that, uh, there was a video that I, ready for my view that I might take action on one of our deputies, I looked at the video. And let me add this, Jake. Once I saw the video, the first order I gave was for our our detectives to notify the families that the of, of the uh, of the uh, those lost the uh, the families yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The families come first, and I wanted to make sure the families knew what happened and what was about the to families happen. Were the we hall, the sir, 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 the, the families were at the CNN town hall, sir. The families were at the CNN town hall, and you could have disclosed that's to not them. The, that's not. 
We didn't, I couldn't disclose it then because there was no corroboration, Jake. There was no confirmation. We needed to dot I's and cross T's. And I certainly would not disclose it to a family at a town hall. Not every family was there. Wow. This friggin' guy, man. 880-KNST. Be patient. I'll get to you. 880-5678. He's going back and forth. I, oh, no, no, I have no, no, I mean, I, I didn't know, I didn't know about it. Oh, I did know about it. Whoops. Sorry about that. Was there enough there to arrest this guy? We'll get that when we get back. Wait till you hear his answer on that one. Morning Ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Relief.com. Oh, yeah, only on this show. I love it. Morning Ritual. Gary Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you would need to know. Number one, CBS poll has 44% of Americans approving arming teachers, 50% against it. I didn't think it'd be that high considering how one-sided this debate has been. Well, not even the debate, the narrative from the media, but it is that way. Uh, the Broward County Sheriff is a complete buffoon. And he made a buffoon of himself with the Jake Tapper interview. I'll put the whole thing on my page at KNST.com, and you could you could watch it for yourself if you'd like. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know is, well, by the way, like a, like a third caveat. There's a lot of things. The shooter actually called, he, there was a tipster that called the FBI January 5th. A woman said, I need to clear my conscience. This guy's a tipping, ticking time bomb. Meaning the shooter, Nicholas Cruz, he's a ticking time bomb. and uh, And he... He's going to shoot up the school. Nothing happened. Even before that, right after Thanksgiving, Cruz himself called the local authorities and said, I'm a danger, basically. I, I just listened to my mom. I mean, you know, he called about himself from the New York Times. Uh, second thing I think you need to know also is that uh, four deputies now, up to four, four deputies have, uh, we're up to, in Broward County, refused to go into the actual uh, building where the shooting was going on. And then we found out through the Jake Tapper interview that the Broward County Sheriff knew about this the morning of the CNN town hall, never talked about it, but said we need to ban guns. We need the government to get in there and take guns away. Third thing I think you need to know, Supreme Court says no to Trump. Not that big of a surprise, though. They declined to hear the Trump administration's appeal of a federal judge's ruling that requires government to keep DACA going because a lower court... uh, Apparently, and a court of appeals still has to act on it. And they said, we don't really do that. Only 12 times in 100 years have they actually done that. They're going to wait until the court of appeals comes up with a decision. Then Trump administration will have to, again, appeal and say, all right, what do you think, Supreme Court? So uh, it's a blow to it because now it's not going to stop March 5th, the president's deadline. But maybe that's a good thing. Elections have consequences. Courts won't do the right thing. Hey, you know what? You want to end DAC and illegal immigration and get the good changes? Elect more Republicans that will go along with me. That's the mantra. Three things I think you need to know. Now, before we get to more sound bites and stuff, our good friends, the um, they they live here. For some reason, they listen to this show. Even when they're on the road, they use the iHeartRadio app and listen, which is crazy to me. Who would listen to me? Uh, but they're the preeminent law enforcement trainers in the entire country. Uh, Dave and Betsy Smith. And Dave is calling in. Uh, Dave, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning. I'll tell you what, I'm not doing well. I'm, I'm sorely, uh, emotionally upset over everything that's gone on with this shooting in Broward County because it's tainting law enforcement's reputation. And 
and I'll tell you, the honor of law enforcement, I'm going to say right now, the people of Arizona, I've, all my adult life I've been here around law enforcement officers, and I believe if, a, if an active shooter is in your school, that there is no Arizona law enforcement officer I know that won't hesitate to put her or his life on the line to save your children. And that's, I want to make a reference to what, what's gone wrong in Broward County and why law enforcement in Arizona, I think, still has that men, mindset that they're willing to go in there and stand before evil and those children. And I just, it's a very difficult time. Well, I hope that people don't realize, I hope you're not hearing that, that people think all law enforcement officers are going to act the way that, that uh, the one the school resource officer, Scott Peterson, did, and the, according to the CNN report, the three others that, that didn't go in there. I mean, a couple of Coral Springs officers rolled up and said, what are you guys doing? Let's go in there. And they went in with a couple of different Broward County Sheriff's deputies. So they went in there and, and you know, and did the... Oh, man, I mean, the, the, the insane work. Yeah, that exactly. Here's the problem. You're seeing nationwide, uh, and I'm, an American needs to know this. After Columbine, we reevaluated all of our tactics. We had a huge national debate on all these forums at all our conferences. At the ta- and I remember sitting at the Illinois Tactical Officers Association, which is a major uh, tactical group affiliated with the National Tactical Officers Association, and the debates went on and on. We had, uh, when Columbine went down, Everybody formed perimeters. In fact, there was already an ad hoc SWAT team, so to speak, from Littleton PD and Jeffco deputies that it was halfway to the library. They get called out by the first commander to arrive on the scene to set up a perimeter, and that's where you have this terrible tragedy in the library. We decided then, uh, law enforcement collectively, when we responded to an active shooter, as soon as you had enough deputies or officers or troopers to create a team, you made entry. Well, after... After what happened in Sandy Hook, we said, no, you've got to go in the quicker the timeline. Even if you're alone, make entry. So those SRO, all the SROs in Broward County were trained in that, that post-Sandy Hook response. Even if you're alone, go and confront. Stop this timeline. Disrupt the shooter. That did not happen. Now, and we know that not every deputy has been trained in Broward County, but all the SROs had been trained in that specific thing. Since then, you had this huge mandate from Justice and from the post directors nationwide to implement all of this post-Ferguson malarkey, this uh, de-escalation training, implicit bias training. So Broward County has been in the forefront of all this. They're nationally accredited. They're right there. They have their politically correct uh, sheriff is what you're seeing. And this emphasis has been on everything but confronting. And that's what you see now. The question is, is did those four deputies respond uh, with an ambiguous uh, mindset, afraid for their own, covering their own rear? Or somebody now saying that post the airport shooting, they were going to go back to pre-Columbine, which would be absurd because that's not even part of our response and hasn't been since Columbine even. Are you talking about real quick? And this is Dave Smith. Uh, again, he is uh, he and his wife the uh, the preeminent law enforcement trainers across the country. I mean, that's what you guys do, and you're based right here in Tucson. He's on KNST AM seven ninety. I'm looking at an AP story going back to November of twenty thirteen. Uh, one of the nation's largest school districts has reached an agreement with law enforcement agencies and the NAACP to reduce the number of students being charged with crimes for minor offenses. The agreement with Broward County Public Schools in Florida which officials plan to announce Tuesday, this is five years ago, is one of the first comprehensive plans bringing together district officials, police, and the state's attorney's office to create an alternative to the zero-tolerance policies prevalent in many schools. 
Uh, changes principals rather than school resource officers with being the primary decision makers in responding to student misbehavior. Uh, that they want to cut the school to prison pipeline. They basically didn't want to crack down on anybody acting badly. Correct. You know, this is the problem. This is where Trayvon Martin ends up uh, at his dad's house. Uh, and again, the crisis occurs there. This is a kid with a lot of criminal behavior. But by not arresting them, there's an issue here because you have, of course, uh, the pacifist uh, psychologically uh, uh, challenged experts who are saying, well, you know, we just nurture, 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 and everybody's going to turn out good, which is, of course, look how well that's working in Chicago, New York, elsewhere. But the problem is Baltimore, you name it. The problem is, is that when you do that, yes, your crime rate goes down, not because there's less crime, but you're not enforcing the law. And this creates an attitude, and again, uh, the concern is is now you have uh, SROs, uh, school resource officers, who are not armed guards, which the, the media keeps calling uh, Peterson mm-hmm. an armed guard. He's not. He's a deputy sheriff, uh, which is also a counselor role. And it's a, it's a complex role and requires people of great courage and, and character. So we're still waiting to see all of the effects and causes. But I want our listeners to know that nobody's trained in this call a perimeter, as we're hearing may have happened, where a, a commander came on the air and told the Broward deputies, form a perimeter. We don't do that. And no officer or deputy, I think, in this city, this state, they could go in. So um, what about, Scott, before we talk about the deputy you talked to, Scott Israel, the sheriff, when he's basically deflecting everything, saying, I gave him the training, it's not my fault if they didn't do it, is he right oh. or should he be held accountable? He should be, this guy is absolutely, he has just let the ship go aground. This guy needs to be relieved of duty. He is just a clown. It's embarrassment to law enforcement. This is what we're seeing so often in these leadership positions where people become more politician than leader and less. And, and again, this push is anti-masculinate. You know, essentially, we've been emasculating law enforcement for the last five years. All you got to do is see what's happening locally. Yeah. This push for political correctness, this push for uh, bizarre and, and I guess the whole problem, there is no empirical proof that any of this stuff that we are making these cops sit and take training for has any valid, validation whatsoever. Now, we know the traditional training worked because we had a great control of crime rates. We had heroic law enforcement officers. Now we have officers that are, are in Baltimore not even enforcing laws because they're afraid of the liability. So that's not a civil society. That isn't going to work. We need to stand up and start calling the emperor naked and be honest about it. So you know some people down there, Dave, and this is Dave Smith. Uh, again, he and his wife, Betsy, the preeminent law enforcement trainers in the country, and he's on KNST AM 790. Uh, you have uh, friends down there who are deputies, right, uh, Broward County. What are they telling you? Right. Well, here's the thing is I do. we have a lot of friends everywhere. I know preeminent. I just want to say is that just in Arizona alone, we have an outstanding trading cadre of people up I am so proud of Arizona and our law enforcement community, our training community, and there's great trainers everywhere. But I've had this opportunity literally since the early 80s to train nationally, especially in officer safety issues, leadership issues. And I have a lot of friends in Florida, which I've always considered a bellwether state for law enforcement. I've made so many TV programs uh, out, of, out of the different counties, including Broward County over the decades where, uh, for law enforcement training. Uh, they are state-of-the-art. It's only now that politics, especially these last eight years, had crept in. And what you're seeing is is everybody's terrified to talk about it. Broward County's hunkered down. Uh, once you have a politically correct uh, sheriff or chief, the uh, first thing they do is silence all critics. The first thing they do is silence any debate. 
and they are the they are the philosopher king, so to speak. You see that right here in town with this chief. Um, they 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 shut down uh, all contact. Everybody who I've talked to is terrified to be exposed. But I've talked to people uh, who were in positions to absolutely know because they sponsored me. They were training people, and uh, they are just terrified to talk about it. There is a deputy confronted on uh, uh, Saturday morning went in to uh, just get a, a cup of coffee, and they confronted by a dad and his children. The dad followed him into the restaurant to just berate him. Uh, the, the community down there is, is heartbroken, and they're, they, again, we, we, what is the liberal mindset? Well, we'll take your guns away. We'll protect you, except we won't protect you because we have so emasculated mm-hmm. our, our warriors. It's just terrifying uh, to the average citizen. Who is, who is my guardian? Who is my protector? We You know, we've had this big push... Uh, yeah, well, we're not warriors, we're guardians, whatever that means. Well, now we've seen the guardians sit out front. Well, that's not what I need. I need a warrior to go in and protect my family, my children, my loved ones. So, so what is your, are they saying that have the deputies had it with this guy? Have they, have, you know, do they want to do something different? Deputies, have, you, have you heard that they're, you know, is it for, I mean, CNN says sources from the Coral Springs Police Department are telling them that. Is that what you're hearing too? Well, Coral Springs can speak out. Uh, but the problem is the Broward deputies are, 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 are silenced. Uh, they live, uh, literally, they have to shut up. They're not allowed to do any debate or discourse regarding it. You know, uh, the last few years, their big emphasis on training is they've de-emphasized firearms. They spend far more time in classrooms. They, they just spent the last two years in extended training on implicit bias and, and de-escalation theory. Well, de-escalation, the problem with de-escalation is how do you, I'll tell you how you de-escalate an active shooter you shoot them. That's about the only way I know because yeah. there's no debate, there's no discourse. But this is the problem we've seen. It's politically correct, and, and Americans need to understand there's still nobody standing up, no one shouting that, 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 that in law enforcement, the exec, let, let's take first uh, this group that, the, that they keep talking about, Wexler's group. Uh, this is any law enforcement leader will tell you this is a think tank of people that puts out absurd, politically correct uh, abstracts, but they all have letters behind their names. And people believe they're right. I'll tell you what, give me five street cops over five John Jay graduates any day, and they'll come up with better policies. Oh, man. So uh, what's the feeling? Because we're going to get this. And, you know, I'm just sick and tired. And I know you've been listening, and I keep saying it. I'm sick and tired of us, our team, our side, being uh, browbeaten uh, for being mean and thoughtless and all this other stuff. If we want to have willing teachers and staff to arm themselves, go through training, you name it, to be able to protect themselves, students, everybody on the campus. Uh, I think that should happen, and we're being told by people that don't understand guns, that are literally clueless, what if an accident happens? What if this? What if police won't like it either? You know, well, I've actually... what, what, what do you think? What are the police? I mean, you talk to them all the time, and you, you are former police, and you train them. You know, what's, what's the policeman's take? Would they like it if, if there could be people there to protect the students and themselves? Well, you know, within the law enforcement community, you're going to have some debate. But the problem is, is that when I look at it, when I evaluate it, I can only look through my experience, my eyes, and I see, look, uh, you've got a teacher in there who's got 20 kids, and they're in fear of their own life to say, no, that uh, she cannot have a firearm, even though she may have chosen to take the training. But the wiser people, you know, the, the philosopher kings have decided she has to stand and pray that the deputy... The officer that responds will come in and save her. Why mm-hmm. can't she have a firearm? Why can't she defend her own life? And the and the and, and the question then becomes: Well, what if the deputy'd run in and shot an innocent student? What? 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 You can you, you know what you you end up 
rationalizing away any possible logical response. We've already taken away the ability to even report mental illness. So, how, so if we say it's a mental illness problem, the American Psychological Association is saying, no, no, it's a guns issue. So you turn to these people and say, we need your help solving this problem. And they just throw their hands up with their hair on fire screaming, it's the gun, it's the gun. Well, America, it's time to start holding these. If you're really a science and not some junk science, then help us solve the problem. It's the same thing with these teachers' associations. You know, my God, we can't arm the teacher. Well, why not? Don't just scream. Don't demonize, which is all we're hearing. We're using those poor kids to demonize anybody who opposes them. And it's great on your side of the debate because you have a bunch of, of survivors, quote, unquote, who can come in and say anything, however rude and in bullying a behavior as they want, to demonize and demand change, which, which makes you wonder, yeah, okay, kids, I'll tell you what, you're right. We won't let anyone have a gun till they're 21, but maybe we shouldn't let anyone till they're 21 vote as well. Yeah, how they, how they, you know, the franchise is is as, as much a level of force as a firearm. You know, in the end, I'm telling you, Dave Smith is on KNST AM seven uh, seven ninety. I had uh, TUSD board member Michael Hicks on a couple hours ago, and I think he made news because he's the first board member that I know of. I've not heard of any other board member in Arizona, uh, school board member say he is okay with teachers that go through training and arm themselves and, you know, everything and staff members to have a gun on campus to protect the kids. First one, haven't anybody else say anything. There's not even any discussions, which is insane to me. If, if somehow this is supposed to happen, you, and again, I, you could downplay yourself all you want. You're traveling around training people all over the place. I Listen, I, I didn't know a lot about you guys, but when I have uh, people that I know in law enforcement stop me and say, you had the Buck Savage on your show? You know, big that everybody knows who the Buck Savage is across the country. Are you kidding me right now? And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I still like your wife better than you, but it's okay. So um, <laughs> she was busy. Yeah, I had to get on the that, phone. That's she all right. That, that's all right. But you guys do a great job. If if it came down to it, somehow, some way, teachers here, whether it's in TUSD or Amphi or Sunnyside or where Foothills, Vale, if they wanted to actually be trained, would you guys be willing to do that to train the teachers? Well, I would set up, I would, I'll tell you what, I think it's something that the Teachers Association should down with Arizona Post, design a program, law enforcement, I'm telling you, Arizona has some of the finest trainers in this country. Yeah. Our firearm people are top notch. Let's, let's get the, let's get the minds together. Let's come up with a training program. Uh, you got a lot of retired expert cops around here that I go and qualify with, uh, uh, that, that I just tell you what, I just think the world of, they train me. Uh, 35 years ago, we were on together in a pistol uh, team in Tucson PD, and and we're, this community doesn't realize it because it's so hostile to the warrior culture. This city, uh, this county has some of the greatest people around. We could get our heads together and come up with a course, and I tell you what, I think that our teachers, if you've got a coach that wants to protect uh, that, that, that classroom, if she wants to go out there and protect that school, let, let her be empowered to do that. Okay. Uh, listen, man, I, I'm just trying to make it happen in this community using the microphone that I have to try to to get, you know, let, let's at least get the bait. People can disagree, but then let's talk because once facts hit them, again, the story I found from Breitbart where uh, there are over about 170 school districts in Texas alone that allow teachers to carry. And right. you don't hear of anybody getting accidentally shot and a teacher getting met anywhere. So this whole fear of it, once facts come out and people hear it, I think I'm hoping cooler heads will prevail, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Dave, thanks for sharing the insight, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, all the best to you and, and your wife. And we'll, you know, we'll see you on the next beer club for men. I appreciate it, man. Exactly. Take care. You too. Uh, nine Uh, we'll continue. 
Uh, got to play for you. This, I mean, there's a lot I got to play for you. The, the more Scott Israel, uh, the actual good student, one of the students down there in Florida that gets it, that calls out the students pushing for gun control. It's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. It's a good beat. 941. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like me and follow me there. It'd be awesome if you did so we could uh, be friends and stuff like that uh, after uh, the show is over. Uh, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter as well. Um, I'm telling you, uh, it is just uh, it is just insane. We need more disciples. Well, there's that. Maybe. I could always use more disciples. Three things really quick that I think you need to know. Uh, 44% according to CBS poll now approve of arming teachers. 50% disapprove considering how one side of the narrative has been. It's very surprising, isn't it? And we also know now four, four deputies, according to CNN from Broward County did not go into the building where the shooting was happening. So banning all the guns would do what bad guys would still have them. They'd be shooting it anyway. So you have that. Uh, we also learned that the killer called the authorities on himself right after Thanksgiving and still nothing was done. Second thing that I think you need to know, man, oh man, oh man, you have the Supreme Court not wanting to hear the the DACA situation. Trump wanted uh, the lower court ruling to where they said you got to keep going on DACA, and it's going to appeals court. And they said we're not going to we're not going to do it now. We'll wait till after the appeals court, basically, Uh, and that's normal. That's normal, but it sucks. They've kept it in there, but maybe this is a good thing again because now Trump can use this in November for the midterms. You know what? Supreme Court's not going to help us. Courts won't help us. We need to make sure we do this the right way. You want to end chain migration, uh, diversity, visa lottery, get uh, E-Verify going, end it, and build the wall. We need more people to vote like me. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe. Third thing I think you need to know, Sean Miller. FBI wiretaps, according to ESPN. ESPN says government sources told us the FBI wiretapped Sean Miller, and he was trying to make arrangements for a player to get a hundred grand to go to the U of A. He says he's not uh, guilty; he's innocent. The player questioned, uh, involved in this, he was cleared. DeAndre Aiden, uh, but he still was held out. The well, Aiden played Saturday, but Miller was held out from coaching on Saturday. We'll see what happens. Three things I think you need to know. Now let's play really quick. Um, one of the students. That actually gets it. His name is Kyle Kashev. He was on Fox News yesterday. Kyle Kashev goes to that school down in Florida. And uh, 133 first, if you don't mind, Ryan. Uh, He basically calls out the, again, it's been like the same six or seven students over and over and over is what you see. Calling for radical stuff. That David Hogg, the chick with the crew cut, all this stuff. Uh, Listen to what Kyle Kashev says. Here we go. I know these kids on a personal level. I've talked to them personally. And um, it concerns me a bit because this, at right now this is a bipartisan issue for mental health restrictions and reform. And they're taking it a step further. And that I talked to them personally and many of them would like, to, would like a complete ban on all weapons if possible. You can clearly see that slowly, uh, sadly, um, the agenda is switching from never again to trying to ban weapons. And that's somewhat deeply concerning because I really want to make sure this will never happen again. But still I support the Second Amendment. Okay, he's calling it like he sees it. What about the uh, sheriff? Sheriff Scott Israel. 134, here's Kyle Kashev. There's a, there's a kid, there's a high school kid. Here we go, listen. Absolutely outrages me that on the CNN town hall, 
we had the sheriff who was virtue signaling against virtue the NRA signaling. and against guns when he didn't even act properly. The, the armed officer at our school waited outside and then him, the sheriff and his men for four minutes let my classmates die while he sat outside and waited. He didn't even do his job properly and then he comes around and turns around saying guns are the issue when he failed to act properly. Wow. He did. 135 on the sheriff and on the FBI. This high school kid gives you hope, doesn't it? Here we go. He absolutely needs to resign after what happened here. He failed to act on so many different levels. And him himself, he's responsible for this massive failure. This could have been easily stopped both by the FBI and the Sheriff's Department had they acted. Wow. A lot different than David Hogg. Oh, by the way, do you hear what the latest of David Hogg wants to do? He's telling people to not go to his home state of Florida. Boycott, boycott, boycott. Boycott Florida. Dude, this guy's going to be run out of Florida very quickly. He's being exposed exactly for being a uh, a fraud, an absolute fraud. Uh, we played the soundbite a couple of times on the show where he refused to even condemn the FBI or the deputies for not going in. He has no problem condemning guns and the NRA. If you don't, if you're not with us, you're for child killers, but he can't say the the deputies didn't do their job, that they screwed the pooch. Wow. And now he's... He's wanting people to uh, to boycott Florida. Genius. By the way, did you hear about all those companies, too, that are now boycotting the NRA? Oh, how dumb can you be? And, you know, it, it sums it up, and people put it on Twitter and social media and everywhere else. Nobody joins the NRA to get discounts. It's not freaking ARP, okay? They join it because they believe in it. They believe in the Second Amendment. They don't give a crap. They're not, oh, that's it. I can't get my discount on budget cars anymore. Whatever the hell they oh, no, that can't get my Simply Safe now. Oh, that's it. Oh, hey, I'm done with it. I'm going to cut up the car. No, you're not. It has nothing to do with it. How stupid could you possibly be? Again, I want you to hear the interview. It'll be up by about 1030 this morning on KNST.com and on my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. I heard radio app search, Carol Lewis. My interview with Michael Hicks, TUSD board member, who uh, came on this, this show at 7 o'clock this morning, 7.10, and said, uh, if teachers go through training and they want to be armed, I have no problem with them doing it. I support it. I have not heard of any other school board member in Tucson and Arizona that has made the same statement. That whole interview will be up, uh, and it's something to be listened to. Uh, Duane has been waiting for a long time. Thank you, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm okay. I'm still here. Okay, good. Uh, first of all, I, I want to say I, I don't really care what happens at U of A. I'm an Ohio State alumni. Um, this may end quickly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, guns in schools. Yes, at least three uh, three armed officers or uh, ex military, ex police at every school. Paul Cunningham, don't listen to anything he says. I know, but I'd like to still have him on for a conversation, man. You know, I'd love to still have him on for a conversation, but uh, he has not gotten back to me. He said he's willing to talk on Twitter, but that's pretty much it. And I mean, stand up for you, believe it. Come on the show and explain why it's bad to have teachers. What's your thought process? What are the facts behind it? That's the thing. They have no facts. Yeah, I, I, was at a, I was at a, a big meeting one time. For some reason or other, he was one of the speakers. Okay. At that point in time... 
I wanted to get up from the table. Easy, 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 easy. He's not a nice person. Okay. Well, anyway. Was he just nasty? I know that as a fact. Uh, I won't use any of the other. Uh, okay. Listen, I thank you. And thank you for waiting so long. I'm just running short on time. And I don't want anybody slapped in the head. Okay. I don't want that at all. I got a message here after listening to uh, Dave Smith describe how the Broward County Sheriff's Office has transitioned away from fundamental law enforcement training and pursued more social worker type skills. Sounds very similar to what's going on within our own Tucson Police Department. I would agree. I would agree. It doesn't make Tucson any safer. I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. Uh, and by the way, and I've gotten emails on this, and they're calling people calling Ryan. It's dangerous to give liberals guns. They're not going to want to be armed. They don't have to be armed. You shouldn't tell them. Again, Utah, I can't say this enough. They, 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 don't, they have a law where it doesn't prohibit anybody that works at a school to carry a concealed firearm. They have to have a concealed permit, but they can carry it. They don't have to tell anybody. But people know that there are teachers on school campuses and administrators that are packing heat, and that's why they don't have school shootings in Utah. Not everybody's going to want to do it. They don't feel comfortable. I get it. That's fine. But at least know that there's somebody there, that somebody's going to do it, okay? So uh, anyway, uh, we'll continue. Unbelievable stuff from that uh, that high school kid, huh? Uh, some more details on the uh, the story about the, the tips and the four, uh, well, I mean, it is what it is. We have that, but there's just some more detail I want you to know about what the authorities knew about the killer and again, 44% of people approving Army teacher. I'm telling you, once people start learning more about this before they throw up the wall right away, no, that's crazy. Once they think about it, once they know about it, I think that they, and they hear about it and discuss it, it will make sense. And that's why, by the way, you're not having any public discussions of it. Because the people that hate guns, that don't want teachers to be armed if they choose to be, they don't want people to say, you know what, that does make sense. So they shout you down. You're an idiot if you think it. It's crazy. It's insane. It's dumb. It's stupid. That's why they're doing this. We'll continue in four. KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating